encouraging that we now have a vaccine that the first group of advisors has told the FDA they believe that it should go before them for approval. And then, you know, it has to go to CDC as well, and the director has to sign off on it. Um, and what's interesting is it's for, you know, individuals 60 years of age and older, there is a significant amount of death, about 10 to 14,000 people die every year in this country, um, advanced age, who get RSV. So this is really sort of attacking this um, um, virus at where it's, the, it's causing the most harm. Now, don't get me wrong. Kids get really sick, and little kids are really vulnerable. Um, but it really seems to impact the elderly. Plus, it's a whole lot easier to get an, a vaccine approved for an adult than it is for a kid, um, especially those at the end of life, older adults. So um, we're really happy. We're encouraged and um, see what happens in the next few months. Okay, so Donna, let's first of all talk about the kids' aspect side. When we first started talking about RSV last fall, we had a really big outbreak of this RSV among children and toddlers, and there was some concern there. So how much farther down the road do we need to go to get the approval for the kids, the youngsters, to get this vaccine? Yeah, um, there is in research right now, Pfizer is doing a trial, which I believe they're hoping to present to FDA soon, where they're looking at vaccinating the mother in the last term of pregnancy, which gives the infant protection when they're born for up to six months. And you know that's that really vulnerable period when babies are first born until about six months to a year of age. I mean, it is the number one cause in this country of pneumonia under children one year of age. So if they can vaccinate the mom in the last trimester of pregnancy, and that carries to the infant, then hopefully there'll be some protection there. They're hopeful to present that, and they're hoping that that would be ready for, you know, the general public in the by the end of August, which would be very good. Then I am sure they will be continuing to work on additional vaccines once the infant is born and then has to, you know, to continue to develop and grow once that mother's natural immunities wear off. We mentioned the Food and Drug Administration advisors are recommending the agency approve. So what's the next step before this vaccine is available then, Donna? Yeah, so basically what happens is it's an outside advisory group, so it's people from all over the country that review the data independently of the FDA. So they are a group that FDA convenes, but they don't work for FDA. So they literally convene a meeting, and they talk about all the data and whether or not they believe it. And if you read any of the literature, this had mixed opinions about whether or not it should be approved at this point, simply because some people felt that enough elderly weren't involved in the study. There are any number of reasons, and you typically have that. It's just collegial debate. It's usually you know, good. People talk about what could be potentially wrong here. Um, but it passed, and so now it will go to the full FDA for approval. Once FDA reviews, the internal people review it, then it will go to the CDC, and then it will be reviewed by their advisors, and then it could be approved. All right. That sounds, it sounds like a lengthy process, but is it not? I mean, are we talking a couple of months here, or how does yeah. this normally lay out? Yeah, I think we'll probably, they're fast-tracking this, so okay. I think it'll probably be a couple of months. 
Donna, um, Stod- oh, I'm sorry. Go know, ahead, Donna. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know, the RSV and um, COVID and flu and everything hit pretty hard in the spring. So you're going to see a lot of efforts to try to get this under control and to get some protection. Um, because it was pretty, it was very rough the first, you know, months of this flu season. No doubt. Um, and so they're really trying to combat that. Donna Scott is with us, Commissioner of the Summit County Health Department. Donna, let me ask you this. In putting together this vaccine, the development, uh, with what the labs have been working on with COVID vaccine, you know, the last couple of years, and then fighting these these different variants and such, was this able to help in the development of this vaccine in the lab that maybe some groundwork was done in the education and fighting viruses, or were they starting from scratch and building up this vaccine? Yeah, no, no. I think um, one of the benefits, there are there are a few, but one of the benefits to a pandemic is that it really did accelerate the way we make vaccines and what we're able to do in the literature and the research and the money available to help fund some of this stuff. Um, and I think we've become increasingly aware that viruses are a threat in our world, um, not just to animals, but to humans, to everyone. Um, and so I think you're going to see more and more of these vaccines and more and more research being done um, to try to make sure we can combat these um, and save lives. Um, because, you know, a vaccine is very effective in helping prevent serious illness and death. Right. And it's the same. Some of the numbers for these vaccines were um, remarkable. They were like 93% effective in older adults. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it really makes a lot of good sense to have this happen when it's happening. 